Good morning everyone. Uh, welcome back to another new episode of Physics as we know it and uh, today's uh, chapter or today's topic is somewhat very interesting to me. This topic is nothing but laser. So without any further delay, we will start with this chapter and we will make notes uh, in some of the points because this is going to be a little interesting a very interesting topic uh, so let's move on so what i was saying is laser what do you mean by laser laser is actually a uh, very short form of a very long word which is known as light amplification simulated emission of radiation now laser whenever we think of a laser we think of a very uh, thin light ray and uh, with a very high range and that's the properties of laser what are the features of laser let's elaborate some of them uh, number one is directionality it is highly directional laser is very highly directional with, uh, with 10 to the power minus 5 radian it is highly monochromatic also which means uh, it has only one wavelength of light and uh, we have other properties like it is highly energetic we have seen uh, many movies like uh, in iron man there there was an application of laser where the energy is so much that uh, it almost cut through everything and anything that comes on its way so it is highly energetic now the fourth point is it is highly coherent now this is a very important point coherency can be of two types number one is time or temporal coherent with respect to time and another is a spatial coherency which is uh, with respect to space now go, coming back to the point of laser we basically have three ways or uh, the basic working of working principle of lasers there are three methods number one is normal stimulated absorption to understand this we will imagine a few things let's say there are two energy levels one is e1 the lower energy level and the second is e2 the higher energy level and let's say a atom an atom is placed at the lower energy level e1 so there is an atom in the lower energy level e1 to make this uh, atom move to e2 we have to provide some energy 
So here we will give the atom an energy in the form of photon as H nu. So H nu will be equal to E2 minus E1 which is the space between the E1 energy level and E2 energy level. Now acquiring this energy the atom will reach to E2 there it will remain for some time it will not stay there forever let's uh, think uh, think this phenomena in another way a very simple way let's say uh, we get our, uh, get up at uh, let's say very early in the morning but we tend to be in that sleepy stage uh, initially unless uh, an external force for example uh, someone scolding or some sort of another external forces leads us to break our uh, that stage and enter to our active stage or that excited stage in he uh, here we call that stage as E2 and E1 is that sleepy stage obviously after doing a hell lot of work in uh, uh, your workplace you obviously come back to that sleepy stage after some time after the uh, some period of time that and uh, that is another phenomena so this is basically the phenomena of acquiring external energy to go to a higher energy level of an atom is known as stimulated absorption because uh, external force is being provided to is absorbed by the atom to go to a higher energy level now this thing depends on this phenomena depends on two type uh, two things number one is the intensity of light or the photon and second is the number of atoms present in E1 stage now this was stimulated absorption now what we know uh, what we will do from here is the second part is spontaneous emission what is spontaneous emission as I have said earlier the atom will not stay in the E2 stage forever it will after some time it will come back to E1 stage and how will it come back to that E1 stage the answer is simple it will emit some energy or rather H nu which is actually E2 minus E1 energy to come back to the previous stage now the lifetime of an atom is the atom uh, the state uh, of an atom to stay in that excited state which is roughly about 10 to the power minus 8 in uh, 8 seconds um, in normal conditions now 
back to our spontaneous emission so the energy is emitted as h nu that is e is e2 minus e1 and the atoms come back uh, comes back to its original position why we are calling it spontaneous because it is not uh, it is uh, not stimulated or uh, in none of an external energy is provided in the uh, to the atom to come back to its stage it automatically uh, comes back to its e1 or lower energy state and this process depends on the number of atom in the excited state from here we we are going to the third part now here some, uh, something interesting is happening so the thing is stimulated emission what is stimulated emission we know stimulated absorption we know stimulated uh, uh, stimulated uh, the spontaneous emission but what is stimulated emission so the thing is uh, it basically uh, is the thing is that it here also we will uh, imagine that there are two parts that mm, there is e1 stage and e2 stage right now in e2 stage let's say there are many atoms now and in this case and photon particle will or photon will stimulate the process of coming back of the of a sing of an atom back to e1 stage it's like uh, addition of both the first and the second stage here external energy is provided on the system on the uh, atom to um, to make it fall back to e1 stage and emit h nu right this is something like uh, a ball is kept on an edge of, of a platform higher than the ground ground and someone is applying force just a little push so that the uh, ball gets back to the ground stage or the ground uh, falls down to ground right something like that it depends on number one is similar to the uh, simulated absorption that is the intensity of the photon of external uh, of external medium and the second is the number of atoms in the e2 stage so this is the thing now next step is amplification now here something is going really crazy now the thing is we know that uh, in stimulated emission our ray is coming and striking an atom and making it fall back to e1 stage or e1 level right or lower energy level in that case there is a pre-existing h nu 
or pre-existing photon along with a photon that is releasing due to the moving of the atom from E2 stage to E1 stage. So this H nu or this photon will again act on another uh, this photon along with the previous photon will act on another two atoms leading to uh, creation of four uh, photons then uh, 4 to 8 to 16 to 32 and that goes on and on so what is the what is the thing that is going on here is it is amplifying means the amplitude is increasing means uh, first there was one then it's two then it's four then it's uh, eight then it's sixteen it is increasing next and this is a very important part of this uh, lecture this is Relation between the probability of the uh, spontaneous emission and uh, stimulated emission. What is that? Which is also known as the Einstein AB coefficient. So, to understand this, I will uh, simply suggest you to keep a copy with you and... Uh, go through the process with me as i say so to do this we will assume few things we will assume two things number one is the number of atoms is high very high number of atoms is very high for the transition calculation we are we are going to take or we have to take the help of probability theory and the second thing uh, assumption is the system should be in thermal equilibrium. System should be in thermal equilibrium. Keeping these two things in mind, we, uh, we will proceed with the process. So what is it? Number uh, E2 and E1 are the um, levels, energy levels. And we know that E2 is greater than E1. E1 is the lower energy level, obviously. But not ground level. I have to, we have to keep that in mind. So E1 is lower energy level where the number of atoms is n1 e2 it is n2 and e0 it is mm, let's say 
we are as uh, we are taking this then by uh, maxwell boltzmann statistics we can say that n1 is equal to n not e uh, e to the power e 1 by kt so one where t is the temperature k is the boltzmann constant and n2 will be n not e to the power e capital e1 e2 by kt this is true so dividing 1 and 2 we get n1 by n2 is equal to e to the power uh, e Two minus e one by k t k t. So from here, if we take the probability, the probability of transfer. Transition, sorry, transition of transition of a single. atom from e1 to e2 per unit time is uh, p12 now p12 is proportional to e to the power mu and h nu energy of uh, the external photon is capital e here right e and new is from h new okay total trans uh, transition probability from e1 to e2 now from e1 to e2 n1 a1 2 is proportional to p uh, that is n uh, sorry sorry proportional to n1 e to the e mu right from here we can write n1 a12 n1 b12 e now here b12 is Uh, Einstein's simulated uh, absorption coefficient. Hmm. Now there are two parts here. One is stimulus, uh, uh, spontaneous. One is stimulated. What are they? Let's say uh, P one two one 
is the rate of spontaneous transition in that case we will say p21 n2 which is uh, n21 a21 and uh, in spontaneous it is n2 p21 is equal to b21 n2 e2 e to the power mu e e mu sorry as the system is in equilibrium the total uh, upward transition in simulated uh, part a transition probability is equal to the to on total downward transition probability right okay till here we know that from here we know uh, know this from here we will go somewhere like this b12 n1 e to e mu is equal to b21 n2 e to the power e mu so this two part is very good b12 n1 e mu is equal to b uh, is the this is the stimulated absorption which gets equal to the uh, stimulated emission along with uh, spontaneous emission from here and see that b12 n1 minus p21 n2 e to e mu is equal to n2 a to 1 from e from here e mu is equal to n2 a to 1 by b12 n1 minus b21 n2 from here if we divide the both uh, denominator and numerator with n2 we get a21 by b12 n1 by n2 minus b21 from here we know n1 uh, by n2 is actually what we have previously got which is e to the power capital e to 1 e2 minus capital e1 by kt minus b21 right so if we do this again we get uh, from here if we now we can write this also or we keep the previous uh, part only that is n1 by n2 
position from here if you divide both numerator and denominator with b uh, to 1 we will get something like uh, a to 1 a to 1 by b to 1 b 1 2 by b to 1 into n 1 2 by n to 1 uh, sorry n 1 by n 2 minus 1 this is the uh, formula for the total probability of um, probability between uh, between the spontaneous emission and spontaneous simultaneous uh, stimulated emission or the both a and b coefficient okay. this was the story first story now from consideration of the coefficient of stimulated absorption equal to the stimulated emission if we do that that means B12 will be equal to B21 in that case E new is equal to a to 1 by b to 1 n 1 by n 2 minus 1 right. from here we can also write a to 1 by b to 1 whole by e to the power capital E2 minus E1 by KT minus 1. Now E2 minus E1 is H nu. So we can write A to 1 by B to 1 E to the power H nu by KT minus 1. This we get a new formula. Now another very interesting part of this lecture is uh, from Planck's constant law of radiation. Uh, which is e to the power nu is equal to h 8 pi h nu cube by c cube is equal to a2 by b a to 1 by b to 1 which is a to 1 by b to 1 mm, b to 1 we get this after that, the whole scenario changes. What is that? We now see the total probability of uh, simultaneous emission, uh, spontaneous to simulated emission would be 
एट बाई एच न्यू क्यू बाई सी क्यू ई न्यू which would be about eight by h nu c by c cube into um, sorry by eight by h nu cube by c cube into one by e to the power h nu by kt minus one this this cancels out from here right e to the power h nu by kt minus 1 from here we can say that h nu is very very less than kt this was the uh, part where the spontaneous emission and simulated emission taking place. Right. Now, probability simulated absorption and simulated emission. Let's say the probability is SOM or low or something like this. And we will uh, gradually do the process as uh, M1. Uh, b12 e to the power new e e new by n2 d21 e new so we know that is this is absorption simulated simulated absorption simulated absorption and simulated emission We we are considering the previous things. If we consider the previous things, and we uh, we get something like this. The thing is, here we can see that uh, e b one two and b two one are equal. So this will cut n one by n two will be the real thing which is e to the power h nu by kt and this will be the answer now population inversion what is population inversion it is nothing but a state where the number of atoms in the higher energy level state is greater than the number of atoms in the lower energy state uh, is greater than the atom in the lower energy state. Okay. That is into the number of atoms in the higher energy state is more uh, by N1 that is number of atoms in the lower energy state. So this is this and uh, for population inversion there is a probability uh, which is needed that is uh, pumping the process by which the population inversion takes place is known as the pumping and population inversion that is pumping is of 
basically four types one is chemical pumping which is uh, because of the helium neon uh, laser the optical pumping which uh, which is given by the ruby laser the electrical pumping which is given by the co2 laser and the injection pumping which is uh, given by the semiconductor laser now the thing another interesting thing coming up is that when this pumping is taking place there is a state between e1 and e2 which is we are taking here as e0 now e2 is equal to e not plus delta now delta is a very small part which is uh, that the transition from uh, that is required for the transition from e not to e1 stage Uh, creates a non-radiating transition which is not a laser so minimum number of layers required for lasing action is 3 because there is a metastable state also then uh, and the lifetime of the atom in metastable stage is very high which is 10 to the power minus 6 to 10 to the power minus Four, which uh, we compare to the natural, uh, uh, the spontaneous emission, it is about ten to the power minus eight. The place where lasing action takes place is somewhat like uh, uh, two mirrors face to face. One is fully polished, one is partially polished. Uh, this is basically because uh, because to reduce the resonance uh, resonating power of the um, so that it the each of the photons do not collide within itself itself now the there are all kinds of rays for which the gain coefficient is i x is equal to i not e to the power beta x for this is for laser for all kinds of rays it is a i x is equal to i not e to the power alpha x so this was our chap our topic laser i hope you understood and enjoyed this session and this podcast i think i would uh, go for a few of them next uh, i'm thinking of electromagnetism i think uh, today itself i will do that electromagnetism and then after electromagnetism i'm thinking of dielectric what do you think and thank you for listening to my podcast i'm very grateful for your listens and uh, thank you